You're listening to Fire Trainers Podcast, Season 4, Episode 16, published on December 20th, 2022. In this episode, we'll be welcoming back Mike Sidoni with Walk the Talk America. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great information. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Fire Trainers Association. Visit their website, ftaprotect.com, to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. All certified instructors can apply for FTA coverage. And remember, for listening to the podcast, you can get 10% off in your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Palm Pepper Spray. Palm has been an innovator in pepper spray technologies for several generations and continues to deliver the best formula in the best delivery system. Palm sells inert, water-filled units for instructors to utilize in training scenarios to help students understand the delivery system and train for those defensive scenarios. Palm is available in belt clip, keychain, and snap quick release systems. Palm is the smallest half-ounce personal carry unit available on the market. Palm's flip-top dispensing system raises the standard for performance and safety with the strongest legal formula in 10 seconds of continuous spray or 20 half-second burst. Learn more and buy your unit at palmpepperspray.com. We bring this podcast support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, Every firearm instructor like you in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Mike Sedoni with Walk and Talk America. Welcome, Mike, and thanks for taking time again, coming on the show and to talk to our, our audience. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, uh, I'm honored. This is like my third time on the show, which is great. Yeah, I mean, you're one of our more frequent guests, but at the same time, as much as a fr- frequent guest, I think you're also one of the guests that have a very important topic that we talk about, and that's mental health. Because when you think about fire instruction, they, uh, you know, we will come in contact with a lot of students and be able to go along, give them, uh, you know, good, solid advice about what to do for themselves, what to do for other people they know, or just pe- get the word out there about Walk the Talk America, I think is, uh, you know, really important and appreciate you coming on and uh, educating us on where Walk Talk America has gone in the last, uh, what, six, nine months since you've been on? Yeah, no, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. And I, I do believe that instructors play such a vital role in, in this new phase that I think the firearms community is going towards, right? Um, there was a time when we didn't speak about suicide and, and many negative outcomes. We could, right? As trainers, I'm, I'm not a trainer, but you know, I'm talking to your audience. Mm-hmm. I always felt like every time I took a class or I t- even went to get my CCW, right? Everybody hit a couple things. They, the safety rules, right? Everybody knows the safety rules. Mm-hmm. And then you learn about what happens to you in a defensive shooting situation and how it's not just going to be, Hey, I was defending myself. It's all good. Right. Right. Like we, we really drill in, this is a big deal and you're going to take a lot of grief, even if you're totally in the right for a defensive shooting. And I always felt like after that, we kind of just stopped, right? Like now we're, we're doing as a community we're we're, we're, it's a cultural shift. We're going now safety, you know, all the things that come with the responsibility of gun ownership, defensive shooting, what will happen. And now we're like, and let's talk about your suicide prevention plan and your mental health. And that's really, I think it's just awesome. And that's why I think trainers play such a big part in this whole cultural shift. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an attitude change. And uh, I'm glad to help lead that charge because I really like the mission of what Walk Talk America's on. 
Yeah, no, I really, really appreciate you giving me the platform to always come on and talk about this. And, and just like I said, if, it, if you pick up one more trainer that's listening <laughs> to the show and they're like, yeah, I can incorporate that into my instruction, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? My deck, my slideshow, whatever. I, I think it's it's a beautiful thing. Exactly. Well, that kind of leads in really well, because one of the big things coming on and uh, talking about now is you've got a new partnership that I think would be really good for all the instructors out there to hear uh, who you're partnering with and then also uh, what the partnership uh, possibilities are. So take it away. Okay. Well, let me, let me, before I jump into the main one that we want to discuss, I want to talk about how partnerships have gone for WTTA in the last four years. Okay. Um, You know, when I first started this, it was basically self-funding. I was the first one to jump in and donate a dollar a gun because I owned Eagle Imports. Um, Then I had other organizations step up. Um, a, a man named Brian Tucker who, who owned uh, or still owns Davidson's, which is a distributor. I remember my first year doing this, he gave me 25000 It was very generous, right? Because he's just like, I just want to see it succeed. Over the years, we've relied on donations from listeners, people who are listening to shows or somehow came across Walk Talk America, um, which is great. You know, I love that. The support on the local level has been great. And then, you know, Year two, three, I had a couple gun manufacturers step up, uh, namely, uh, you know, to name a few is, uh, I'd say the big ones are Arms Corps, um, Ruger, right? Uh, they really stepped up and went b- above and beyond. Um, but, you know, as this organization, we don't even have any employees. I'm the only employee right now. We finally were able to do that in year three. Um, but this last year has been, been really special. Um, not only because Ruger stepped up, but um, also Chattanooga Shooting Sports Supply, which is another distributor, stepped up, which is crazy, Rob. Why I think that's that's crazy to me is you know we get such a bad rap in the gun industry, um, and it makes a lot of sense for organizations like Ruger and Arms Corps to support Walk to Talk America financially because. Um, not only are they supporting a good cause and obviously it's my baby and patting myself on the back, but you know, as a gun company, they could step forward and say, look, we try to help every one of our consumers who buys a gun, get the, get the, uh, the mental health treatment and the resources, everything they, they can before they do something tragic. And I think it's a, it's a give and take, right? You're getting some back, you look good. You, you get to advertise that, um, you get to use it in your defense in many cases. Um, but t- for a distributor like Chattanooga Shooting Sports Supply to step up or NASGW, which is the National Shooting Sports uh, Wholesalers Association, um, Sporting Goods uh, Wholesalers Association, um, they, there's no, they're just doing it for, because it's the right thing to do. You see what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like nobody knows who they are. And I mean, people do like people that own gun stores that, that purchase from places like Chattanooga or Davidson's. But it's really cool to see, or Lipsies, right? Like, it's really cool to see that there's these organizations inside the gun community that they're not, this isn't, they're not going to get any glory for this, like doing this. They're supporting it because they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just special. Uh, it goes to show you how many good people are in the firearms industry and, and no one's ever going to find that out. So, um, I'll, that leads us to the next big person, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's uh, USCCA, um, United States and Concealed Carry Association. Yes, yeah, they they stepped up big. Um, you know, it's funny. I for years, I I you know, the last couple of years, I've seen them at events, 
Um, and I, I, I got to know a few of the employees there and I always loved the concept, but, um, I didn't realize that the organization was that into mental health, like as a whole, mm -hmm. like when, when I went out to, uh, to West Bend, right. It's about an hour outside their home officer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it blew my mind that they have two mental health clinicians for all their employees on staff. And you, you could talk to them about anything. It's not mm -hmm. even like, hey, look, you know, you can only talk about work stuff. <laughs> you know, you, you're having problems at home. Yeah. Relationship, <laughs> financial, you know, if you're having problems with the kids, I mean, you know, all the life's problems. You can you can go to them, and that's and that's a big uh, big plus for all the employees there at, at Delta Defense, you know USCCA. Yeah, and it's like you know, I, it's funny. I was telling them, I was telling uh, Greg and Tim. Tim is the one of the owners. I, I'm sure a lot of people know who the faces are, but I was like, I think the average person would expect that out of say like Google or so you know an organization mm -hmm. like that, right? But once again, here we are, in the firearms community, like proving that. You know, we're not what people think we are or how they view us. Because how many organizations would do that for their employees? Not many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, that, and that's not, and they're spending real money with, with those uh, clinicians be there to, to help their employees. Now, obviously, you know, there, there's probably a little bit of self serving because if you get employees feeling better about their jobs and help and figuring out ways of solving their, their problems, are, they work better. But also, on the other hand, if you've got people that have better uh, skills to be able to handle stress, to handle, um, you know, relationship problems, those types of things, uh, you know, the better off that person's, uh, be the better the life is going to be for that person, you know, overall. And, you know, that's, that's what we need. We need to pass that around and have more people understand how to deal with the stressors of life instead of going along and, um, you know, look, looking at, at a, a short-term solution to it, you know, when it comes to, you know, suicide by firearm or just, you know, any kind of self-harm type of uh, activity. Yeah, it's, uh, it's super important. And they have the audience. I think they could take WTTA to the next level. I was super happy when, uh, when they they reached out and said look we 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 wanted to put something together for a long time but we don't want to reinvent the wheel like you guys this is your space so we'd like to do it together and um basically he said we want to put together a series of videos for our members that that go over a, a wide variety of topics all dealing with mental health and suicide prevention um we and we don't want to do we want to do it in a way that just it feels like someone's just talking to a friend, right? And uh, that's that's kind of what we're about. Like, you know, having the the topic come up and just kind of talking about it. That you know, I, it, not to plug my podcast on your podcast, but the Walk to Talk America podcast. We we pride ourselves on having that as like a uh, sounds like we're just sitting at a bar talking, you know, and going over subjects. And that's uh, kind of like how how you and I are doing it right now, but. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, there's you a tr trust there. I mean, you don't yeah. want to be preachy. You don't want to go along and, you know, ask a thousand questions, but you want to, you want to be acting or feel like you're just sitting around, you know, having a drink with your, you know, good friend, because yeah. that's, that's the best kind of conversations you have to where it's like, you know, uh, bro, I'm just really stressed. You know, me and the wife are having problems, things like that. And you have some real, real life conversations about that versus going along and somebody coming up to you like, Mike, how's it going? You know what's going on with the wife and you know you don't have that you, you, you haven't settled into that you know that point to where you feel like opening up to them right away and that's where it's uh 
it's not the you know the police or somebody knocking at your door that's going to be able to open up it's it's going to be your friends and family that know how to you know come to you and ask questions and and also offer you know resources to you which you know again walk talk america is a great organization along those lines to you know offer those resources uh both the instructors as well as other firearm owners yeah and that's that's one of the great things about this relationship and i think it's like i said it, together i think we can go to the next stratosphere because they have such a, a large reach i was even shocked by the reach that they had like you know i just i've never looked into it yeah you know, i was i've never been on that side of it so it's just hearing the numbers and the people that they talk to and then when they they basically flew jake Wiskirchen and i out um and rob pinkus to to cut some videos with a couple of the clinicians that they have on staff and uh, we were cutting these videos and and you know you spend two days together in a studio nice studio by the way i don't know if you've ever seen their studios mm -hmm. i felt like i was on this i felt like, before <laughs> okay all right i felt like i was on the set of like nfl today <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah you, know? the, you get the backdrop and 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 that looks you know very official then you look the other way and it's like wow this is just a um you know big room here so yeah big been room there before and, yeah the equipment and the the cameras and everything it just it gave it has that professional feel um but you know as you sit together and you you kind of create these videos and you laugh and you know there's bloopers and you come up with ideas on the fly and everything like that um yeah, I just started seeing this organization for for what it was and just walking around just the whole facility and the way that the employees, the culture there. I mean, everybody's just excited about being there. And uh mm -hmm. it's great because Jake and I were walking around and they had like five employees that were stopping us like, Hey, I listened to you got the podcast and thank you so much. And you know, they asked if they have this meeting every Thursday. Um, and they asked if we'd be willing to speak. You, oh, you know, that's hey, cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and the, uh, in the main, main, main lobby area there, the, oh, oh shit space. That's the oh shit meeting. That was the, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we said, of course, you know, like, so we went up and spoke and, you know, I can't, I can't thank them enough and Tim and Tani and, uh, they basically cut a check for, for 20,000 and uh which is awesome because that's yeah, a good segue into our next project that i wanted to talk to you about is this this directory of healthcare providers that have taken our cultural competence course and we can we can talk about that too mm -hmm. but um basically what we want to do is create a directory for gun owners to be able to get healthcare services everything ranging from whether it's your pediatrician to a mental health clinician um an eye doctor foot doctor right mm -hmm. that that speak our language that that understand our culture um just because we are bombarded um I, and like i said it's like three to five a week of people just reaching out saying look i want to talk to somebody or i want to do this and who can i talk to that i i know because you're seeing more and more uh not even just mental health professionals but healthcare providers asking these questions about firearms and people are skeptical, right? Mm -hmm. Like I took my kid to the doctor and he has a cold and they're asking me about my firearms. Why are they asking me about my firearms? And I don't think it's anything malicious, you know, on, on many of these medical professionals part, you know, some might, right. But for the most part, I think it's just ignorance. So mm -hmm. they, 
they don't know how to approach us. They don't know how to talk to us. So mm-hmm. I said, forget that. Let's just build our own directory. Yeah. Like why let's find all the Jake Wiskersons and get them to come forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, my opti- optician, uh, I would go along and, uh, you know, I've, I do not have good eyesight to say the least I've got, if I had glasses on, they'd look like Coke bottle. Um, that's how thick they would be. And, but the thing is I go along and I, and I tell the optician like, Hey, I shoot. Okay. I shoot a pistol. I shoot a rifle and I got, and I got to be able to see things And from me being able to be open and explain to him what I'm trying to do and the problems I was having with my sight. He could go along and say, okay, instead of trying to read something that's 12 inches in front of your nose, as if you're reading a book, we put it out there at, at, I extended my arms and I was able to go along and say, okay, this is where I need to be able to see my sights at because that's where I hold the gun. And he wasn't freaked out by it or anything else like that, but he was able to make adjustments and we were able to work together on doing that. And I can honestly say now I've, my visions, my uncorrected vision is still poor, but I've got very good corrected vision and shoot pretty damn well, I think. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where if you, if you find somebody who understands what you're trying to talk about versus somebody who's just completely freaked out that you, you tell them that you shoot a gun and they're worried about, okay, improving your sight so you can shoot the gun better and not understanding that, Hey, I'm trying to be a responsible firearm owner and competitor and be able to shoot. And, you know, it's nothing malicious. I'm just trying to bring to you my life problems and we will work together on solving those. And that would be, you know, no different than a pediatrician, no different than a, you know, general MD about things. Yeah, absolutely. It's people want to be able to feel confident in who they're selecting for what's important to them, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what group you're part of, um, but you've seen it over the years with different groups saying, okay, let's find our own people for this. And the Second Amendment is a large, it's got a large tent and we got all kinds of people, right? Um, and there is a stigma when it comes to firearms and it, it's been Interesting things like, you know, I've talked about Jake Wiskirchen on this this podcast before, but he was our mental health clinician that says, like, I had to come flying out of the closet as a gun-owning uh, clinician because my circles, there it wasn't. And, I, and at first, when I first met Jake, he, you know, that was one of the things when I was on his show, he was just like, hey, I'm a gun-owning clinician, but, like, we can't talk about it. And then one day he realized, I'm never going to change this culture if I don't come forward and own it. And what's great about it, since Jake has come forward as kind of like, hey, like, you know, we're gun friendly here, culturally competent, you know, walk to talk America. He's like, I get I get business all the time from people that are just like, just feel more comfortable talking to someone like you. And that goes back to just someone coming in for help. And, you know, you know what lead therapy is like. Everybody that shoots does it. You know, if you're tense or you're you're having anxiety, you go to the range, you shoot a thousand rounds, Mm -hmm. you feel better. You should yep. be able to talk about that to your therapist or the doctor. Somebody should be able to understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also too, if you get the wrong person, and I think that's what we're all afraid of, where you go along and say, yeah, you know, I, I felt stressed last night. So I went to the range for a little lead therapy and, you know, I shot 500 rounds and, you know, they ask, okay, do you feel stressed now? And it's like, yeah, it's, it's been a tough day at work. And, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to go out and, you know, shoot 500 people because he keeps practicing versus understanding that's a, you know, stress reliever. That's, that's no different than the people that go out and run, you know, when they get stressed, no different than when they, somebody who does yoga or, you know, those, those kind of, kind of uh, activities that people learn how to, you know, manage, manage your body and the stress around it. Now, of course, if somebody's t- talking about going along and hurting somebody, it doesn't matter if they got a gun, a knife or a car, 
those people, you know, you need to, they need to have serious conversations with them and maybe, you know, refer to somebody because those are the people that are danger of, you know, driving over somebody or cutting somebody or, you know, uh, shooting people. But, you know, there's a big gap in between people that go along and use it for a stress reliever versus the people that go along and actually mean to do harm to others, to others with it. Yeah. And that's, that's really kind of what our course covers. Um, you know, I talked about this directory and how to be a part of it and the requirements that we're going to have to be a part of this directory is that to take our, our first, you know, course, number one and number two, that's available on our, our website. It's our cultural competence course. Um, and that, and it teaches, there's a lot of gun people that if they took that course, Rob, you know, a lot of it's just like, you, you know, it, cause I mean, we get, we drill down like, different calibers mm -hmm. <laughs> right someone like yourself you could have taught that part of the course but the course is is mainly for clinicians mm -hmm. but also other healthcare providers and what we want them to do is go through this course and two things usually happen um they start to understand where we're coming from and why we have the fears that we do right mm -hmm. and what it means to us whether or not and we're very good at telling people whether or not you agree with it it's what it means to us, right? And that's that's what meeting people halfway and understanding is about. But you know, the second piece of it is that they're going to be able to 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 advertise that they are this person and that they've gone through this course. And and most of the time, um, we haven't had anyone that said I stayed the same. But we had plenty of people take the course, and they have to give us the feedback at the end where they said I went into this a little anti-gun, or I went into this hating guns and i came out of it gun neutral right mm -hmm. that's what we want we want you to move in that right direction so people understand um, you know gun culture firearms culture right yeah and they don't have to love guns but if they at least know that the people that you know have guns people that use guns you know 99.99 percent of them don't mean you know any harm to anybody else it's a activity it's no different than baseball it's no different than soccer football you know those those types of things you go out you practice you compete you do those types of things for it and you know be be that neutral so that they're not fighting against us and that's where when you get people fighting against you it really causes you to say okay you know on especially something on the firearms okay you know how far are they going to take this because you say the wrong thing or they say the wrong thing to somebody and then your whole life gets turned upside down you know with the red flag laws and and just you know people that might come to your door and ask and ask you a whole lot of probing questions or asking your spouse your kids those types of things that's what we don't want we, we want people to understand hey we're this is a hobby this is what we enjoy and there's nothing nothing malicious about it it's just you know we've got something different than you do you like golf i like i like shooting guns you know there's you're not you know i can i can cause injury with a golf club i can cause injury with a firearm the thing is go along and make sure that the person who's operating either one of those is you know level-headed to uh, realize when they're stressed and how to how the acceptable way of relieving stress is yeah, it's uh, super important. And, and for the listeners, like if I had a dollar for every time, I think most people, I, I know this is, is going to be a controversial statement, but I think most people that that don't like firearms, they just don't like the negative outcomes of firearms. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with the firearm, right? It doesn't have any, it just, it's the, it's what they perceive people take on other people's pain, right? You see something on television, it hurts, right? Mm -hmm. But, but a lot of them are just gun ignorant. So I think a lot of people 
guns is a weird one, right? Firearms are weird in, in the sense that everyone has an opinion on them. Like we don't do that with anything else, like brain surgery. Like if you're in a room full of brain surgeons, like, and you're not, you're probably just going to stay quiet. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but I, like, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. But <laughs> someone who knows nothing about guns can be super loud and like matter of fact about things. Right. Like it's, it's a topic that people talk about without having any knowledge of. Yeah. That's where you get the, uh, fully semi-automatic, uh, you know, <laughs> magazine and everything else like that to where it's like, you have no idea what you're talking about at that point and you're not stopping. And, you know, I, like you said, I wouldn't do that with brain surgery, but people feel feel uh, compelled to go along and and toss terms around. They have no idea what they're talking about, and also um, you know go along and propose solutions to them that if they would really look at them, probably you know wouldn't solve what they're trying to do anyway. And that's that's where you get into a lot of uh, a lot of frustrations because if we go along and look at the firearm deaths every year, you know half of them are from violent crime. Well, if you're a criminal, guess what the law the laws are going to change how you live your life. You know, you, something's got, you got to be caught. You got to put, put away those types of things. And then the other half or a lot of the uh, other half is uh, suicides. And that's where we're firmly taking that stand there, trying to reach out to these people and put the resources there to help that part of the firearm community to know that, you know, firearms don't have to be your last choice. You know, when you go along dealing with this, you know, talk to a friend, find, you know, where to get resources at so that you can, you know, enjoy life. Um, you know, the older I get, you know, I've got, I've got three grandsons right now with a fourth on the way and, you know, I'm enjoying life, but at the same time, I'm slowing down a little bit. I'm not as spry as I used to be. And that's where I go along. And it's like, yeah, you know, these, these are the golden days and I'm really, really, really enjoying them. And that's, that's where you got to make sure everybody sees, you know, how much, uh, you know, is ahead of them still, no matter, you know, what their situation is, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow will be a better day. You just have to go along and realize, you know, tomorrow, you know, you've got another day and that's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to, you know, like I said, I don't know, you know, I don't know if we can, we can bring down suicides as a whole. I've never claimed that, but what my promise to everybody is, including, uh, people outside of the 2A community is I'm going to do my damn best to get everybody the opportunity to seek help through the firearm. Right. Like that's to me, that makes the most sense, but uh, you know, back to, back to my original point, because I want to make sure I, you know, I said, if I had a dollar for, for every time this happened in this course, if I had a dollar for every time, like someone was like, I never even thought about that. Like I never even thought about the negative outcome of the red flag law, or I never even thought about the negative outcome of the transfer law because I only looked mm-hmm. at the transfer law of someone handing a firearm to someone who's angry or emotional. I never mm-hmm. thought of it from the way of, I should be able to hand my firearm to my buddy down the street when I'm in crisis, you know? Uh, so I, you get people to, th- you know, you bring them into this environment you make them feel safe and comfortable. And then, like I said, it's like, Oh, I can, now I can see, firearms through a different lens you know what i mean i could see where it's not fair for what we've done for the firearms community to have to be quiet about suicide you know because we have for so many years we, you know it was like let's not talk about anything negative that could be used against us mm-hmm. you know yeah. um, it, it kind of went against our our makeup right like we're supposed to be protectors right we're supposed to we know our way around a, a, a firearm 
you know uh so there was this kind of like this thing where i think we suffered it was like okay i'm 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 the protector of the house or i'm i'm people get behind me because they know i know about these these weapons <laughs> you know uh um and and i think us not talking about it really did a number on it on us you know obviously you know the numbers you know over uh two-thirds of all firearm deaths are suicide um so what better way to have the resources right there in the box so you can get to them if you need them you know what mm -hmm. i mean like we should be leading the charge in that and i feel like the rest of the country wouldn't let us for so long because they wouldn't work with us but now that we're kind of demanding it and we're figuring out our own solutions and those solutions are better than anything that these people have right now because all they want to do is get stuck in the same rut talk about the same things oh the language or what if we went to gun shops and it's like no the gun shops are already thinking about this stuff they just they they want something different than i don't need you to talk to me about safety <laughs> mm -hmm. everybody talks about safety yeah <laughs> yeah you know um and and that's where these researchers i think and and these people that mean well on the mental health side I, and i do think they mean well i just think that they're they're missing the point it's like how many times are we going to see the same type of flyer right like i think the stuff that you know walk the talk america is doing uscca is now embarking on firearms trainers are incorporating this stuff i think that has way more impact than any of these flyers that you'd see that are just generic that most gun owners are like, yeah, it talks to me about safety. Yeah, it, exactly. Um, for those instructors that are out there that are wondering about some of these uh, inserts and different things like that, I'm going to put in show notes, um, link on the website, so you can go and actually download these flyers, print them out, hand them out in your class, uh, do those types of things, because uh, I know the instructor classes that I teach in the uh, – uh, student classes i teach also um it's nice to give them resources not because i think they're at risk but because it gets the word out there about it and of course if i tell somebody and that person tells another person it's that you know pe pebble rolling down the hill and by the time it gets to the bottom you know there'll be multiple you know there'll be multiple people that have been impacted by it just because somebody was talking about it and i think the resources are really great to uh make sure we get out there in the community for it yeah, no, I appreciate that. And let me, uh, you know, this is speaking of USCCA, just to circle back to that. Um, and, and the reason why it's fresh on my mind is not just because of of the work that they're doing and the support that they just gave me, but I just returned from Fort Worth. I was at their show. And um, it's really cool because I was talking to one of the owners of USCCA, uh, Tani, and uh, there's Tim and there's Tani. And um, it was really cool to be able to tell her, yeah, I've been walking around your show. And there's probably been about 13 different firearms instructors stop me. And they're like, yeah, I started talking about your stuff in my course, the course I teach. And um, just for your listeners, if anybody's interested, you know, reach out because there is a, a packet that I send that has wristbands, cards. Um, you know, that's one of the, the benefits of having sponsors like USCCA people coming in for mo giving money. We're able to give this stuff out to any instructor that wants it um, to incorporate it with their in their class. We have some instructors that are like that literature that you give us and those bands make it so we don't really have to do a total deep dive into it. We pass it out and people start talking about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's how we wanted to make it. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think everything has to be dark and, and 
doom and gloom. It could be like, you know, this is a part of this and digest this information. And, you know, um, you, you might not need it now, but maybe in the future you do, or somebody does. And here's these bands. And, you know, like I said, once you get the culture shift and the change and people talking about it, we take that away from what people think that we are. <laughs> There's nobody to be able to stop us. <laughs> right, we're going back to the White House. I really think we're going to go back to the White House, especially when we get this directory going. I really feel like that's that's in reach. You know, I I agree. Question on the USCCA: Are they going to be doing anything with their uh, instructor training program that instructors can tap into for resources, or are they going to add them to their um, their slide decks for their concealed carry courses and such? Do you know? I think they are. Um, okay. That'd that be was great. The, yeah. That was the beauty of this relationship because it was kind of like, let's get these guys out here. Let's film these videos. Let's cut them a check. And then the more time we spent together, and that's where I was going with spending two days and then going to the show. Cause I just mm -hmm. went out to the show. Um, you know, I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to go to the show. They invited me to the show, but I, I ended up being able to make the time to go for the, the weekend. And um, it was just awesome kind of being around there. And starting to meet all these different employees and stuff. They're like, oh, I saw you at the oh shit meeting, right? And then once again, this is how great ideas start because I'm I'm not familiar with everything, but but that subject did get brought up. Like, hey, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that. And I think uh, that's what's cool about this relationship is it's uh it's fluid, right? It's like it, it, it literally can flow into so many different things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm excited for that. And I think once I was telling them about all the instructors and they were seeing the instructors there that I already had a relationship with from other events that I had attended. Um, like, I think the wheels started to turn. Uh, like I said, the instructors forget about it. When you guys get all together and, 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 and every instructor, when the world knows or the country knows that every instructor has a suicide prevention piece and a mental health plan in their in their curriculum, right? In the things they teach, that's a, that's a game changer. That's going to be a game changer because once again, the expectation level of everybody in the firearms industry and community is that we don't do anything or we don't care, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this is the thing, Fox and CNN, they're not going to do stories about this. Like, are they really going to do stories about, yeah, there's like 3000 firearms instructors <laughs> teaching suicide prevention. Yeah. And everybody's doing good. It's like, no, that's not, there's not, not much there. You know, there's, there's no, there's no bloody bodies there to, to, uh, you know, make a great story out of, um, right. and they're Passover for, you know, shooting in Chicago or, you know, something happened in Baltimore, all those types of things, but they're not going to, you know, spend time talking about the instructors that are helping to curb, you know, uh, mental health issues with firearm owners. Yeah, this is, you know, there's this, and, and, not just the instructors uh, per se, like, you know, we're starting to see organizations come forward. Like we just had a great meeting with um, uh, uh, an African American association out of Oakland, California, black gun owners. Um, they came forward and said, look, we, we want to incorporate mental health and, and, you know, well-being and suicide prevention into the things that we do. We're, we're a club. Right. And, uh, you know, I think we just want to make this part of, of what we do and what we talk about. And I think that's awesome, right? Because talking about Oakland, California, the Bay Area, you know, uh, most people don't think of firearms owners, right? You just right. don't. So now we're just branching off and, and finding 
all these different walks of life that are have come to us in the past two years, especially with everything that happened uh, with all the civil unrest. And then you start, started to see this whole new demographic, but like they relate to that, right? It's like, oh yeah, okay. Mental health and suicide prevention. That's something I can get behind. I think the firearms community and the industry, just we just need to keep more positive stuff out there. And we're never going to get the we're never going to get the uh, recognition that we deserve for, I think, how good we are, um, the things that we do care about, um, especially humanity and life. But that's why we got to do it ourselves. And then it becomes this big monster machine that doesn't matter if CNN and Fox aren't covering it. It's going to get out there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, instructors, uh, yeah, they're, they're a lot of the unsung heroes because we're the ones that spend time with people to make sure they know how to do things safely. We give them confidence. We, you know, really help them, uh, you know, firearm owners, uh, you know, be responsible with it. And, you know, if there's no problems, yeah, there's nothing to write a story about. And that's yeah, I have, I have you know, a un, unsung story. I have a question for you, right? Okay. Uh, because I could see being as a firearms instructor it's kind of like a tattoo artist right you spend a lot of time with a tattoo artist and and they're doing something on your skin that's permanent right and Mm -hmm. and so you always like i became best friends with one of my tattoo artists right just by nature we spent so much time together but i could see that same kind of relationship between somebody you are teaching and 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 kind of instructing especially with something that you know could potentially take a life but also can save lives right um does that happen a lot do a lot of people like treat firearms instructors as mentors that going forward um i think from a student perspective um you don't you don't get you you try to ha- you try to have the professional line there between the students and you, but I've definitely had you know numerous students reach back out to you know kind of understand and you know make sure their heads are kind of screwed on straight. I've got more um, kind of relationships I think with the instructors I've taught because they're trying to build a business, they're trying to go along and teach those students, and there's so many different ways to connect with a student, you know, from an adult learning perspective, you know, understanding what they're trying to do, understanding what their physical limitations are. And that's where you get a lot of those uh, opportunities to really mentor somebody into, you know, building a uh, effective business and then, and then helping that person become a very effective instructor. And that's, that's where, you know, it's that small pebble rolling down the hill. It, you know, if you do it properly, by the time it hits the bottom of the hill, it's a, you know, boulder and that's where it's, uh, you know, worth, worth the extra time, uh, for it. Even if I, even if I'm not getting paid for every time I, I talk to somebody. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I can, yeah, you know, I can see like, like I said, people down the line, oh, I had this situation or something, you know what I mean? Or there's a lot of, I, I would assume people as they, I mean, we become tribal in this, like, that's what I'm saying. The gun industry and the gun community is a funny place, right? Like mm-hmm. it's the only place where like, you could be on a range and somebody's shooting something. You're like, what is that? And they're like, come over here. You want to shoot it? Like, <laughs> you know, Yep, definitely, definitely have plenty of experiences like that or going along and just, you know, from the instructor standpoint, you know, you know, you know I can't hit this, you know, you got any ideas and they, they don't know you from Jack. But they'll go along and, you know, okay, you know, try to change your grip like this and they'll put your, you know, hands together on these lines. And instead of slapping that trigger, trying to, trying to have that nice slow press on, it makes a big, big difference to them. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. I think, like I said, that, that firearms instructors, trainers, you know, that they're, uh, 
they're going to be a big part of this, the big part of, of just the change in the mentality of the gun owner and being aware, being self-aware of why it's important, even if you're not in crisis, to check in on your mental health and have mm-hmm. plans. We, we plan for everything. I mean, as firearms owners, I mean, we have a plan for, I, I'm sure you have a plan. I have a plan. If you look around my house, I have firearms staged securely. I have children, right? But I, I got access to firearms in, in many different rooms. So if I was mm-hmm. in a certain room and something bad happened, I could do it. So these are plans, right? Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with saying, well, this is my suicide prevention plan or my plan for my mental health while being a firearm owner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, It goes right hand in hand with how prepared you know, we, you always hear aware and prepare and, you know, it's the same, it's the same thing. We're just adding this new wrinkle to, to everything we already do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's brilliant. Yep, definitely. Well, hey, uh, I don't think you, you talked about this, Mike, but when it comes to your uh, training and, and your healthcare uh, provider directory, uh, what's the cost of that? Oh, it's free. It's free. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, bring that up. Because you know, instructors out there who want to get a little bit more knowledge, if you've got uh, people, you know, uh, medical professionals that you, d- you deal with already, um, if they're on the fence or if their pro gun doesn't matter, you know, recommend send them the link and have them do it. Because again, you know, the whole part point of having the provider directories to go along, give them, you know, the people that are neutral to pro gun. Uh, the resources so they kind of they they can get their names out there and uh you know be receptive to it versus you know going some going to a provider who may not completely understand or have the wrong assumptions when it comes about comes about people with guns yeah we need we need more people to come forward even if they're in a space where firearms are frowned upon and and say this is normal gun ownership is normal and the introduction we're making to firearms whether it be you know, we have a program called Kids to Kings uh, right now out of Atlanta, where we have a group of kids from underprivileged, underserved neighborhoods, and we teach them everything from PTSD and about trauma, um, because gun ownership means different things in different communities. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also introducing firearms in a healthy way to these kids. Not what they see in the rap videos, not what they see in the, they hear in the songs, you know, not what they what they may have seen growing up because like i said firearms ownership means different things to different people but um that extends to every walk of life right we need to introduce firearms to everybody in a healthy manner and and that starts by people coming forward and being like i shouldn't be ashamed or say there's nothing wrong with me coming out and saying i'm a firearms owner and a 2a supporter or i'm culturally competent in firearms and I see no issue with ownership you know what i mean like mm-hmm. That's what this directory is all about. Like, let's get everyone to come forward so we have strength in numbers. And and then when we populate this thing and we have thousands of healthcare professionals that have stepped forward and are not ashamed. And I don't I don't want to make it where, you know, people submit a request and then we look in a database secretly. And I want people that are literally okay coming forward and saying, I'm a mental health clinician in Oklahoma. I have no problem with guns. I'm a mental health clinician in the Bay Area. I have no problem with gun ownership. You know, I've taken the the courses. I'm culturally mm-hmm. competent in this. Uh, I am who I am. Here's here's who I am right here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> like that's what I want. Yeah, right out open the, in the open, and uh, you know you can have have an honest discussion with them. And um, hey, hey Mike, uh, do you have any other big things that are coming coming down the pike that we should know know about in the next uh, s- 
before we get have you on the podcast again because i got a feeling you're we're going to have you back on within a year for something else that you you're doing and any previews on any of those uh yeah i will be at chacho uh walk talk america has a booth at chacho this year it's booth 41056 okay so anybody that wants to stop by and say hi um you know please feel free this is our this is our third year at chacho nssf has been always so kind to donate a booth um we have it there um so it's you know like i said if you're at chacho come by and see us uh another thing that uh you know along lines of what we were just talking about because of the uscca money one of the biggest complaints about our first cultural competence course was uh people would come through and they loved it and if we said well what could we do better right the number one complaint was the the professional look of the video um (laughs) because we had recorded the video through another company that was hosting you know his name it was named Cassat, but it it was done with webcams and things like that mm-hmm. just reshot the entire video uh with professional cameras you know great cameras and and uh rob pinkus and and uh jake Wiskirchen and i you know we're all we all huddled up in reno and we reshot the entire thing uh using graphics and statistics and that's going to launch probably in the next two weeks like great. The updated version um you know and there's so much more that we added from the when that was cut three years ago <laughs> you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i'm excited about those two things in particular well look, looking forward to it um because when the new courses come out i'm gonna take them over again because they were enlightening and at the same time uh, i always find it educational to see what is being put out there uh to the to the clinicians so you know again i can talk intelligently about it and uh recommend it to them to get signed up on your director so that's great yeah no no i appreciate that and just just like i said i you know i warn every gun person that goes on there there's a lot of stuff that you know you're gonna you're gonna be like yeah i i could teach this part but there's a lot of stuff on there too that you might be like oh i never thought about that or oh i'm, I'm looking at it from a different lens now uh, because it does touch on a lot of mental health stuff, emotional functioning, uh, why your brain works the way it does. Mm-hmm. So there is something for just even the person who just knows everything about firearms, you know, um, they can go on there and actually learn something. So, yeah, well, firearms, one thing, you know, I, kn- I know a lot about firearms, probably not, probably pick up a lot more of the mental health side of things, which is, you know, part of why, why to be taking the course. Yeah. Well, hey, Mike, can you uh, recommend an annual event you think the instructors should uh, check check out? We've been asking all our guests this season about that, and we'd like to have your recommendation. Uh, well, I don't know of a particular event. Well, I would say there's one that I'm re- I really love that I've gone to the last couple of years. I've been a speaker at, which is the Train and Learn, Kevin Dixie's Train and Learn event. Um, I think that's a very cool event just because uh, it just – I th- I think one thing that we suffer from in this community is once again I don't think it's true and I think we're going in the right direction but people think there's this like we have zero diversity right like everyone just looks at firearms people and they say oh they look like Robin Robin Mike mm-hmm. <laughs> right like and I think the training learn event that Kevin throws is a is an uh, it's just an awesome weekend uh it's you know it takes place in Missouri and it's just something that i would recommend anyone go to just to be around the people there because you just get just all these walks different walks of life and you start feeling really good about the firearms industry and just like the fact that this type of event can exist but i would say any event 
that kind of can get you out of your comfort zone a little, even if it's a, it's a, a mental health event, right? Like you look for all these different things in, in the community. Um, you know, just get out of the echo chamber, anything that can get you out of the echo chamber for a little bit. You know, you don't necessarily have to agree with everything that you go to and see, but, um, it just lets you know what to prepare for, you know, that'd be my mm-hmm. recommendation. Yeah. As I always go along and tell people, you know, as fire instructors, we're always are telling people to make sure you, you know, practice your dominant hand as well as your non-dominant hand. Well, are we go, are we practicing both the stuff that we really, really like, as well as the stuff that we don't uh, really like, you know, like, you know, when it, ta- it comes to mental health, when it comes to doing stuff like what Kevin Dixie's doing. And, um, you know, th- those are really, really great, uh, great things. In fact, Kevin's going to be on podcast in a couple of weeks and you're the second guest in a row that's recommended Kevin's, uh, Kevin's, uh, event. So I would, uh, I have not been to it, but I am uh, looking at the calendar and seeing if I can make time to make it this year in uh, May there. Cool. Yeah. Kevin is going to be a fantastic guest, by the way. Uh, you, I always say he's the easiest guest to have on a podcast. He just <laughs> talks and then you listen. And it's his way. He just now you naturally listen to Kevin. <laughs> so, I mean, he's not afraid to talk about anything. I mean, uh, I, I'm really excited for that episode. So, mm-hmm. well, um, where can people find out more about uh, Walk to Talk America and what you're doing, Mike? Uh, obviously the website, WTTA.org or walk the talk America.org. If you want to spell the whole thing out, but WTTA.org is the easy way. Um, as social media, we're on Twitter, uh, Instagram and Facebook, and it's at walk the talk us. So you can find out more information about us. Um, there's also our podcast that we have, if you're interested called the guns and mental health podcast that's hosted by myself and Jake Wiskirchen. Uh, we have, all. God, all walks of life on the show. Uh, everyone that, you know, we've had mass shooting uh, survivors to to people that have had their, you know, saved lives with firearms. Like, all walks of life to have discussions about firearms. So, uh, you know, that's another way that you can get involved and hear about the things that we're doing. Um, we're pretty uh, receptive. If, if, if you go to any of our social media platforms and you have any questions, uh, shoot us a message. And one of the things that I want to to make sure your listeners do understand that if they want to incorporate any of the Walk to Talk America material, just to reach out. Um, I I sent out two packages today uh, to people that wanted the the mental health flyer and um, wristbands. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I'm looking over your podcast uh, directory and you've got a lot of uh, good guests here. Um, Cheryl Todd, Chris Chang, Rob uh, uh, Pincus, as well as um, Yehuda Reamer, um, Kevin Dixie, all these guys. Uh, well, Kevin hasn't been on the podcast yet, but a lot of those, a lot of the same people. So I'm, I'm going to be very interested in checking out your uh, podcast and uh, see what, what they've all got, got to say. Hey, we're all, we're all helping to make the industry and community better. And uh, there's no, no problem with, doing, with uh, passing it around for sure. Well, I just think I found a new guest in the future. If you'd be so kind to come on our show, you've had us on so many times. So we'd love to have you on, Rob, if you if you'd do it. So just let me know in advance, and uh, we'll get some we'll get something scheduled. Love to talk about instruction and and how we can make the community better. Yeah, um, absolutely. So Mike, thank you for, thank you, you for having me. 
again, I really appreciate you coming on and keep up the good work because uh, you're also an easy one to go along and have on the podcast because you're always doing something. You know, last time you were at the White House, now you're going along and, and forming a partnership with the USCCA. I mean, you're you're uh, you're going in the right direction and it's great to great to see the success you're having. No, thank you very much, Rob. I really appreciate you. That's a wrap for this episode, and I really hope you got something out of this. Um, mental illness is something that is, uh, unfortunately, far too often untreated. And if we can get more information out there for people on how to get help to uh, treat mental illness, that would be great. So please share it with your friends, um, even your non-shooting uh, type of friends, because uh, the message that Mike Stoney has is a, is a very great message to get out there and get people to uh, take the stigma away from mental illness and especially mental illness with uh, farm owners. Do you have a topic you'd like me to talk about or somebody you think I should interview? Email me your suggestions at FTP at concealedcarry.com. You can also leave me comments on our Facebook page or on our website at firemtrainerpodcast.com. On our website, you can also go along and search previous episodes, specific topics, such as marketing, such as setting up your accounting system or getting started for it, as well as training on the NRA and USCCA. I also want to ask you to leave a review on Google Play or iTunes, wherever you listen to us at. And the reason for that is, is when people read those reviews, they can see the quality content that we're putting out there by what you're talking about. We also ask you to give us a five-star review. Visit our sponsor, Specialty Firearm Trainers Association, ftaprotect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. Establishing your business was your first step. Your next step should be getting FTA coverage. Remember, use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. And since this will be the last episode before the holidays, uh, I want to wish everybody out there that listens, uh, Merry Christmas, um, Happy New Year, and uh, whatever uh, you're celebrating over these holidays, uh, happy that also. Remember, we bring you this podcast support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.